online broadcast network. After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! It's like the big, like, epic, explosive intro to, like, this... And we're all riding the boat, yes. Hello, all of you out there joining us. Uh, welcome to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Bloodline. It is season one still, and it is episode five. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash TV. You can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, so do that too. Uh, and like us and comment and rate and do all that stuff because we enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, you can tweet at us at using hashtag ABTVBloodline, because we're down for that, too. Uh, I'm Allison Dean. You can find me at the Allison Dean on the Twitter and Instagram. And to my left, this lovely blonde over here, this is Blake V. Where can they find you? That's right. I am Blake V. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake V Media. I am Mary Lou Mandel. You can find me on all social media at Mary Lou Mandel. Hi, guys. I'm Kate Aquilano, and you can find me on all the social medias. At Kate Aquilano, we keep it really simple around here. We do. It's joyous. Except for Blake. Blake had this mess it up. However, mine is all the same on all social media as well. Oh, all right. Oh, good. So no one really has to try that hard. And no, I, we're good. I did add a the, so I don't know. Does that complicate? <laughs> I mean, but I'm you are yes. the Allison Dean. Like, Thank so. you, Kate. Me, Allison Dean. Back. Love you. I heart you. <laughs> so uh, before we like really dive into all the gushy juice of this episode, uh, Kate, let's yeah. go around the table with like just overall first two sentence impression of this episode um obviously very sad okay um i think that not a lot happened but then a lot happened you know it's it's hard to explain in words but like so much feeling but not a lot of words Mm -hmm. which is typical of these episodes yeah no I, i thought it was sad but i was also shocked because right at the beginning was you know daddy rayburn drops dead right off the bat oh i knew it was gonna happen oh like do it would it would I guess it eventually happen, but it was so soon. Yeah. Blake. <laughs> and uh I can sum this one up in two sentences. Oh, okay. First one was holy moly, Daddy Rayburn's dead. <gasps> yes. Right? Because yeah. that was huge. Um the second one was What's on the rest of the tape? I know. <gasps> There's like three tapes. I know, right? But the one that Danny was listening to at the end, that cliffhanger was just but I mean, oh man, he this took was all three tapes. Though. True. This was the hardest for me to not push and continue on to the next episode. I believe that was four sentences, Blake. Sorry, so many. <laughs> Way to drop the ball. On the, <laughs> the first sentences. two, the first two were the only one that counted. Way to not count. So, <laughs> so the rest were just feelings about it. For me, I was like, I think the opening was the most like panicked I've been just with that. I don't the know. Flashback. Well, the flashback, and then we—I th- think it was Danny diving into the ocean t- 
screaming. I mean, that's the best I can come up with. That it there was, was Danny. Blood and the blood. The, water. Mm-hmm. the blood in the water. Because I just thought maybe she drowned. But then there was some blood, and I was like, so what? Is it a shark? What? Or a boating accident? A boating accident? I right. mean, that's, that's where my mind went. Right. And then we all learned that, you know, there's a history of some violence in general. So then, was it an accident or was it a violent accident? Because it seems like so far it was just Danny and. And Sarah on the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we don't know. <laughs> so, uh, we actually have something exciting tonight. Um, we have a little guest that's going to join us. Oh, uh, we've seen him exciting. on... He's been on many things. He's been on Burn Notice, Vampire Diaries, Sleepy Hollow, and... I just found out that I need to rewatch. We all need to rewatch Magic Mike because he apparently made a little cameo in that. <laughs> so if I must rewatch, you're gonna, you're Magic gonna twist Mike. our arm. If I'm gonna torment you with that. Um, currently, he is. Hello. Oh, are you there, Jeremy? Hello. Yes. Hey, how's it going? It's all of us. Welcome. I know. We're so happy to have you on, especially because you're burning the midnight oil in Florida right now. Yeah, I stood up for you guys. I stood oh, up for you. So, no, thank thanks you. for having me. You're such a doll for doing that. So, so kind. Yes. So we're gonna talk a bit about episode five, even though sadly you did not show your face in this episode. Although we know that we I will be seeing. Not make an appearance. No, in five, I don't you, believe you. No, I'm telling you. Yeah, you did not make an appearance <laughs> in five. I I can reassure you, we did not see you in this episode. However. Before we really dive into it, I want to know because you live in Florida now. Um, how, like, did you have an advantage over everyone else in terms of all the mosquitoes attacking production? Like, did did the mosquitoes avoid you because they already know that your blood is like tainted because you live in Florida, or <laughs> did you have like no issue with the mosquitoes? Because I know that that was a big thing on the set. Like, it, it hindered production a little bit. The mosquitoes did not get the message because I was fully bitten. Oh. oh my God. I came back to my hotel room that night and my legs were covered in bites. Oh. And yeah, it, it was tough. It was, it was rough. It was rough terrain down there, that's for sure. Did they give you guys like all like goodie baskets filled with um, bug off or whatever? Yeah, Calamine lotion? No, and, like... no. I had to steal them from like the PAs. Don't like, they steal, Jim? I had to act like. The I PAs like always have the best stuff. Down there. Oh, no, no, no. Had you been to the Florida Keys before, or was that your first time? That was my first time in Key Largo. I'd been down to Key West once or twice. Okay. But no, I'm, I'm actually from Seattle, so I'm not right. really used to the, the, the Florida heat. I've been down here a couple of years, but it really hasn't, like... I'm not used to it yet, so... I don't no. think I would be used to it either. I think I would, like, go there for a day and then have to, like, vomitose pretty quickly. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. What brought you to Florida initially? Um, I actually, going back, I worked for the, uh, the Disney Cruise Line for a long time. I worked there for about two years after college. Love it. And, um, I didn't want to go back. I really didn't want to go. So I stayed oh, in Florida and found an agent and started looking for work and, you know, got lucky enough to get brought on Bloodline. So. Did, how was the casting process like for you? Did you have to audition for uh, the Kesslers and Daniel Zellman, or did you audition for, like, a casting director? Uh, no, we have a casting director down in uh, Miami called Lori Wyman. She's such a great lady, and there's a lot of talent in, in Florida alone, but a lot of the roles they look for in, you know, New York or L.A., but 
every once in a while there'd be a great call for a certain character. I actually read for a different character on the show. Oh. Um, I want I want to say it was Aaron's character. He was the witness on the stand um, in one of Meg's scenes. I don't know if you guys got to that yet, but it was kind of a... I'm like, you know, I don't uh, think we a have. Short, a short scene. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. I'm trying not to, trying not to spoil anything because I remember you guys... I know, it's so hard. So far. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I binged watch it like most people. So I watched. Uh, I, I know, watched it like, like most of the regular days, people out there. Yeah. No, yeah, I read we... for. Uh, I read for two characters, and one of them, which I thought I did really well for, <laughs> I didn't get. And the part of Nicholas Widmark, like I don't know, like it was it was so mean and everything, yeah. and I, I had to get put on tape. I went to a, a friend's house and they put me on tape, and the, the lines were so mean. Um, <laughs> And I booked it, and it was such a joke because I don't consider myself a prick. I really don't. <laughs> or, or prick. dare we say it, a dick? No. <laughs> Go ahead. I know. Go ahead and say it because it's been <laughs> really funny. It's the name. Uh, it's a name. Re- That's what they call you. Or people yeah, like call the you out on the, the street. the show, people know me as Nick the Dick. From uh, yeah. The right. <laughs> no, don't worry. It's it'll pass, Jeremy. Like you'll have some other characters. You'll be in Magic Mike. Version three or something, and, <laughs> and then that nickname will really I work out. Like so. I know you were. That's why I said they're going to actually like. Now you're going to be a part of the starring lineup of because of your name, Nick, yeah, right. just, Nick the Dick. Nick the Dick is moving on up. Don't worry, they have plenty, plenty of instructors helping all those guys. <laughs> I assure you, it's not only like Channing Tatum is the only one that I think really can move. <laughs> okay. um, and forgive <laughs> us if this conversation is super difficult because we were just talking about this earlier. We're probably the only group of four people that have not been been watched <laughs> the whole entire season. It is so, it's so hard. hard. And we're trying to take it episodically and like especially after this one, man, it was like mm-hmm. so hard for me not to push the the button for the next episode on Netflix. So forgive us. But yeah. <laughs> we choose to well, do it. Well, you guys are on five, right? We're on five. We, we are, are on five. five. So in five... Well, I'm telling you, I'm oh. telling you, hold on, because I've explained to many people that have asked me, they're like, you know, it kind of starts off kind of slow and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, when I watched it, I didn't know much about the beginning of it, but it does start out kind of slow, but I'll tell you what, they're, they're setting the stage, because it, you know, it gets really fast and really dark, and... Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, watched, we're, we're I only five on... episodes in, like, you know, one day. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're only on episode five, and I feel like so much has happened already. So if we're just getting ready for even more that's going to happen, yeah. this, the rest of the season's going to be insane. Oh, this yeah. This is great. It's so like I found a promotional image mm. that was uh, like a weather forecast. It was like episode one was like calm seas, Ooh, two, three, three, four, and then when it gets it. to five. It's like hurricane. It was like stormy, stormy weather. I was like, that's an amazing promo. That is great. Yeah. Well, we see your character in episode four for the first time. Last week, yeah. Last week for us. So what can you tell us going forward? Kind of tease, no spoiler alerts, but like what (laughs) happens with your character going forward? I'm not going to spoil anything, but I can tell you what. (laughs) Kevin and I do not get along. (laughs) We we do not get along. And it's so, it's so contradicting because like when I got on set I was so nervous you know I'd, I'd run into to Kyle Chandler like my first day on set and I was such a huge fan of Friday Night Lights it was so hard for me not to call him coach and just oh, like, yes. I, co- but, I call him know. Coach Taylor all the time <laughs> on the show <laughs> like so Coach Taylor's acting well, in actually, this new show <laughs> yeah the first, the first person who actually really welcomed me to set was Norbert you know, you know Kevin and um 
he was so nice to me and he made me feel welcome. He was such a family down there when we were shooting. But when we got into our first scene, I realized, all right, well, we're not going to get along. And <laughs> as a, a few more episodes come out, you're going to realize that, you know, we really don't like each other. Aww. So, and Kevin, fun, has a, Kevin has a temper. Yeah, he does have a temper. But I think so. you probably have a temper coming up, too. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I think yeah, you could probably. Yeah, Nikki, Nikki doesn't like Kevin too much and vice versa. And you can kind of tell that, like, you know, there's there's a little bit there, there's a lot there, but it all stems from something in their childhood that, you know, that we're gonna find like out each about. other. So. Okay. Interesting. Which is really funny because you just talked about the casting process being such that you thought this character was so mean and you thought, This is so out of character for me. And probably the same thing for Kevin. Yeah. You know, the Kevin character. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> oh well, good. <laughs> You really got to explore your acting chops then. Yeah, because it sounds yeah, like Kevin... Fun playing, it's fun playing the jerk, so... Good. <laughs> I know, that's excellent. You know, when you can... It's kind of therapeutic, I'm exactly. sure, when you can get out all that stuff that you don't normally say in real life. Good yeah. work. Yeah. Um, oh. Hey, I have a question. I'm the producer in the booth, uh, Jeremy. With with shows like Net, with shows that are on Netflix, like L- Bloodline, um, what's the kind of social interaction stemming from like now when it was first released and now when it's like weeks later, are there still people picking up the show and like watching it and tweeting you like, Oh my God, I love this show. Or has it kind of dropped off steadily or are you still picking up as more people hear about the show? Oh, I'm making sure everybody on Facebook and Twitter is watching right now. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, you know, I'm between auditions right now, but I jump on the social media and I make sure people are watching it. But I tell you what, there's people that just kind of come out the woodwork every once in a while and like, apparently, I have a cousin in Arizona, apparently, I never knew about, who just watched the show and saw me on and said she knew me. But, no, there's a, a lot of people, I think, not everybody jumps into it like, you know, like, right you know Kyle Sandler fans or Ben Mendelsohn fans or, you know, people actually worked on the show. I have a few friends that worked on it. So we're all watching it here in Florida. But I, I feel like it, it's picking up steam, and now there's talk of Emmy Awards with, you know, uh, Kyle Chandler's character and Ben Mendelsohn's character. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's picking up people. The best part about Netflix is they can they can view at their own pace. They don't have to tune in on Monday night or DVR. Oh. You know, it's, it's right there for them. So, um, you know, I feel like people are they're getting around to it. So yeah, Well, speaking of coming out of the, the woodwork, you and I are basically best friends because when I was doing research on you, I found out on Facebook, uh, research is a uh, cyber stalking, uh, I found out we had 29 mutual friends because I am now also we're, from we're Orlando. We're basically BFF. We're BFF. We're basically BFF. <laughs> like, oh, we know all the same people, all these Orlando actors. You should have told us sooner, Mary Lou. I know. I know. Long what a great connection. What the heck? Long lost Yeah, cousin. well, Mary Lou. Mary Lou and I became friends, and now we're like Twitter friends. and <laughs> Besties. It's all I don't know. I'm, I'm really terrible at Twitter, I have to admit. Like, we, we all met on Twitter. And I have no idea how to use it. No, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. I assure you, you're doing very like you're doing better than most. So it's okay. (laughs) Like you got to hashtag this. You got to like what's the the app icon or something like that. I don't know. It's tricky, but you connected to us. So congratulations. You're doing well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How are you on time, Jeremy? Like, are are you going to be okay to talk through some of episode five with us? I know it's like super late there. Yeah, I'm up. I'm okay, up. I love it. I love it. All right, well, just you can't. I got, just... a, gla- I got a glass of wine here too, so we're good. Oh, yes. oh, I Perfect. love that you do that. Hello, very nice dropping that in there. Jealous. Allison and I especially we, like that you have a glass like of that. wine. Yes, we, we do. do. We do indeed. Um, okay, 
so basically, at the top of the the episode, really had three key, like huge storylines happening. Obviously, Robert Rayburn dying suddenly. We kind of all saw that coming last week. Um, that was, I think, the big big clincher. The next was we meet this guy Lenny Potts, and that was a big little storyline that happened throughout the episode. And last. We got a little bit more backstory, a little surprises between Kevin and Belle Rayburn. So let's start off. Let's talk about just everything that went on with,、um, you know, we hear Sally and she's screaming out "no" at the top of the episode, and I was like, "Oh!" and there it is, and there it is. It was the just the look in her eyes when Danny finally goes out and sees what happens, and there's just like a couple exchanges of looks between the mom and Danny, back and forth, back and forth, and I. I kind of love that there was no dialogue because you knew exactly what everyone was feeling, and that was powerful enough right there. Yep, and yep. It, I thought it was interesting too how like Danny just walks out and he doesn't do anything, which I thought was actually contradictory to his behavior in the past with his mother,、um, because he's been so kind of caring in so many of like the previous episodes, getting her, you know, getting her the glass of water and just really attending to her, and it's like he didn't know what. To do, it was like yeah, and she just looked so lost. It、oh, almost、yeah. wasn't even sadness. It was like beyond that. She just she looked so vacant and lost. You know, yeah, she was like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do?、Um, interestingly, when all the kids, when all the children were in the house, kind of talking about the after effects, the aftermath.、Um, I thought it was interesting how Danny told like one of his major like out and out lies. Like it was like the first time where you were like, okay, everyone、uh, lies. Well, and that's true. So, but it was so interesting when all the kids called him out and said, "What were you doing with Dad?" You know, the other day, and he was like, "Oh, we were just talking," and how he wants me to have more of a role at the inn. And I was like, "Oh, he does now." I mean, to his credit, I was actually kind of happy that he said that because.、Mm. I don't know. I'm、yeah. still I'm still Team Danny, right? And that's probably the biggest thing that gets me about Danny's character is the fact that every time he's called out from his family, it's almost like he just he just takes it. He takes on、mm-hmm. whatever the accusations are, or whatever the hurt is, or whatever the pain is. It's like he never outs anybody. He just takes it all in and just says, you know, covers it up. Mm-hmm. For for whose benefit we're really not sure yet, but for whatever、yeah. it is, his character takes it yeah, all. Yeah, Jeremy, are you Team Danny? Because I know I fluctuate back and forth when I'm like, oh my god, this guy <laughs> is causing so much trouble, and then I go, oh wait, I feel completely sorry for this brother. So where are you on? I know you've probably seen well, you've seen well, all the episodes. Well, first of all, from an acting standpoint, you're going against Coach Taylor. <laughs> <Yeah> . So, <laughs> so first, first you, you hurt me there, but. You know what's so funny is when I got down to set, I really didn't know much about the storyline. I mean, they were very hush hush about everything,、um, but I kept, you know, I kept poking and prodding. Like during lunch, I'd be sitting next to, I called him Mr. Chandler, you know, and he told me to call him Kyle, which is very cool. <laughs> and、uh, no, but I had most of my lunch with Norbert, and I kept asking him about the storyline. He kept giving me some details, but I think even he didn't know because as they wrote the story. You know, new things were popping up, but、um, if you want to go back to, I, th- I think it was episode five. But you know, you're talking about right before、um, Sam's Sam Shepard's character died,、uh-huh. uh, Robert Rayburn, that Danny was about to leave. Yeah, exactly. Because because of what、um, Sam Shepard's character had told him, and I think when I, I have to remember, I, I watched this once. You know, I didn't <laughs> watch, but. 
Uh, when he saw his mother, he realized that was an opportunity, that he, he didn't have to leave, that he could start fresh, and yep. he could lie. He could absolutely lie. So that being said, I do believe from um, episode five and before that, that, yeah, I am Team Danny because I believe his siblings were completely against him. Yeah. I think... I think that there's something about Danny at this point that, you know, especially the audience, they want to know. Because he's, he's got this puppy dog look all the time. He totally does. does. He totally does. Ah, oh, 100%. He's got this puppy dog look like, he, like he's a beaten puppy, and you just want to, you know, take care of him. But there's something there that's not revealed yet. Exactly. I'm not going to spoil anything. Ooh, no, you're not. Yeah. No, you are not, Danny's, Jeremy. Danny's got some deeper, darker secrets Ooh. that are about to come out. So. Yeah. But well. no, I, you know, to, you know, I'm Team Danny. I really, really am. He's great. Were you Were you on set like for a long time, or like were you there when they shot the scenes of um, Sam Shepard dying? You know, what's so funny is I kind of mentioned earlier that I felt like some of the writing, like I felt like we we took. Um, we took pauses every once in a while. Like I came down, my my character originally was supposed to be in one scene, oh, and one episode, and it turned out to be five episodes. Right. I'm okay. not going to give you. I'm not going to give you any of that, obviously. <laughs> right. But, you know, luckily I lived in Orlando, and the keys were only about a five hour drive. So every once in a while, I get a call saying, you know what, they want you back. So. Right. Wow. Yeah. You know, dropped what I was doing, and I drove five hours, and I shot for two days, came back home, and I think I shot a total of maybe three weeks. Oh wow! So, so did you see any of the other? Like you were around for some of the other? I don't know. Secret the- shots being filmed, or <laughs> were you not? Was it like it all like very hush hush when you were around and they were filming other stuff? I mean, like, you know, what's so funny is I'd get on set and you had the option of, you know, like, they shot in, like, real locations. It wasn't like they closed off, you know, enormous amounts of streets or anything like that. Like, when they shot, there was there was people on the streets watching, you know. That's awesome. Um, so they they give me the option of, you know, I'm sitting on, you know, base camp, which is, you know, the trailer and you're kind of bored <laughs> and everything, or I could go to set. You know what? You know, I'm a young actor. Like, I really want to experience all I can so I would I would hop on the first bus and run the set in fact the first time I was on set they asked me would you like to go to set I said yes and then I'm sitting in the bus with Kyle Chandler you know <laughs> and that's so jealous I, that's you know, what going to set gets you I was pretty starstruck but so, he, was, so he was a very he's a very kind guy and he uh, introduced himself and he, was, he had his family with him and you know yeah. I, I took a bus right over to set and I hung out and I got to watch them work and you know, it was very a tight knit family, but every chance I had, I jumped on set. I didn't want to. I didn't want to wait in the background. I just, you know, I jumped no. on yeah, set, learned great. my lines, make sure I didn't screw those up. So right. that's a, definitely. You know, a I, I, I was there for for a couple of days. I got to watch some scenes that I was not in, obviously. But you know, speaking of Kyle Chandler, I mean, his you, like when he spoke at the funeral, right? I love that he winged it. I mean, he had like 10 papers in front of him and he's like, my brother told me I should just do this, uh, like wing it. I thought it was a good, crazy idea, but now, you know, what the heck? And his, like the way he delivered that speech, I was like almost tearing up. Okay, but here was my issue with that speech. He's, he actually 
you know, he basically said his father was a god and that every child thinks that of his father. And part of me thought he was saying that to spite Danny because he knows that Danny does not think his father is a god. Yeah, you know? So mm-hmm. there was a part of me that was like, he was like doing so well for me in this in, in the eulogy, and then I was like, oh. Yeah, and especially since Danny and John had met prior to that when John was writing mm-hmm. out the script for the for the eulogy. Yep. And uh Danny specifically said, man, he treated us so different. Yeah. He pointed it out. So I was kind of like, oofta. But the, he did pause in there because I think he was thinking, I mean, he's in front of friends and family, so what is he going to really say? Um, like like we said, everyone lies. Um, and that was just another example of it. I think, but those pauses... He was thinking, like, I think, what does this, how is this going to affect Danny? Like, how would Danny say these things? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And did we see, while he was giving the speech, it kind of panned down, down to yes. Danny's hands? And we saw a little peak of yellow uh-huh, that we remember mm-hmm. from the first episode. Yeah. The note? Yeah. The note. <gasps> I missed that. No. It was well, it's very like, brief. That's what I thought. Just like the first episode, he planned to say something and he didn't. Right. This one, he planned to say something and he, and he didn't. didn't. Right. So it's just like, I think it's a, a sign that he always has everything bottled up. And it's just like, he always wants to say something, but he can't because he always has to take it. We always say, mm-hmm. like, he takes the brunt of everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting for that time that he lets it all out. Yeah. And he will. And during the eulogy, we also, we got a lot of flashbacks of Danny getting the crap mm. beaten out of him. Uh, so during the eulogy, we get a flashback from John's perspective of it happening, um, which that was like, that made it all the more gritty. Um, yeah, yeah, that totally like freaked me out. Uh, I know all those flashbacks were really hard to watch. They really were, yeah. Although it was kind of interesting too. So, and then we see this like new angle and this is where the whole Lenny... Potts character comes into play. So we see a flashback of John and a voice is talking to him. We then realize it is later on in the episode we come to find that it's the voice of Lenny Potts. Um, now, so when he first showed up, did you guys think he was like maybe was a child molester to them? <gasps> no, I didn't think that. I did not think that. Although I can. You know, oh, what, what yes, do you think, Jeremy? Jeremy? What did you think? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate that I've seen the entire season before you guys. I hate it, but I, I'm, I'm doing my best to just shut up. <laughs> but You're no, doing no, no. great, like, I literally had no idea, but I was right there with you guys. Like, all the character analysis, like, going up to that. Because I'm telling you, like, when I got down there and I shot, I knew my scenes, and I knew Kevin's scenes, and I actually talked to him, and I picked his brain, and... We try to establish a backstory with our characters and stuff, but I really had no idea what was going on with numerous characters in the show. And so when it came out, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was, you know, right there with everybody, wow. you know, learning as we go. So I, I hate the fact that I've seen past few episode five. When but you when you all first the things you guys are saying or everything that went through my head. Oh good. <laughs> oh good. That makes us feel like we're we're okay. on the right track. Yeah, we're on the yeah. right track. Did you? When but you, I, but when, I do have. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead. When you first I do saw... have to give a shout out. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. You know all the flashbacks you guys are talking about. Oh, yes. Young Robert Rayburn is actually a good friend of mine. Uh, oh. Tony DeMille. He's from Orlando. Oh wow! Um, Get him to call in he too. Played, he plays the young Sam Shepard in all the flashbacks. So, oh, um, him and I, you know, we were talking to each other um, a lot of times because I knew he had booked a role down there. And then when I got booked, I immediately called him to ask, 
you know, a thousand questions about how everything was going down there, but uh, a great actor, and he, you kind of see splices of him through the um, all the yeah. flashbacks. We met him, uh, actually, or we saw him in in this episode. Um, so there was a big... Some intensity. There was a big moment where um, Sally was talking to John about... Um, about Robert's sort of upbringing and why he left home early and why he didn't finish high school. And so we actually did, we saw your homie in this episode. I know, and how cool to get cast for the same show. What a brutal, like, upbringing uh, we learn about John, actually, yeah. in that flashback. Um, that's right, yeah, that's right. I remember that thing with um, Sissy Spacek and Kyle Chandler in the, in yeah. the, in the kitchen, right? Yes, yes. exactly. They, they were drinking some hard yeah, liquor. <laughs> and the truth was coming out. <laughs> the truth was was definitely coming out. No, that yeah, was no, I, that was insightful. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting too when um when Sally was kind of divulging the the secrets mm-hmm. um of Robert and how he grew up and everything. I thought that was so interesting how the kids knew nothing, nothing. Yeah. about his life, about how he grew up and here or Sally, they know little things. They know like but yeah. not enough. No, right. tiny sneak peeks, but like they didn't even know that he didn't graduate high school right. or the reason behind that. Tried to kill his father. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, thing, things that you would think that you would know about your dad or whatever, you know, your well, parents it just adds they to just the dysfunction in this mm-hmm. family. There's the levels and levels of history right and non-communication yeah so getting back to Lenny Potts because initially I can't say that I thought he was like a child molester but I definitely was thinking okay he had something to do with way back when that's what I was thinking just Mm -hmm. and then based on how Danny reacted to him in the diner Mm -hmm. he had to quickly get up and go I mean they really did a very artistic job in leading us to believe this guy was like a psychopath or something because he was bringing trouble I don't know we didn't know what it was but it was trouble yeah and yes I mean literally everyone was evading him at all costs I was like where is this headed you know Mm -hmm. and then we really come to learn he was a detective on the case. case. He was friends with uh, Robert in the Navy. They were best of friends and their friendship went completely downhill because he wanted to arrest him because he knew what really happened with Danny and obviously the family covered it up saying it was a car accident and he (sighs) basically was trying to do the right thing but he couldn't prove it. Right, and this is one of the first people that we're seeing really go to bat for Danny. Danny and yes. Like, I wanted to do more for you, and I'm sorry. It's like mm-hmm. nobody else has apologized. I was literally going to cry. I was going to mm-hmm. cry at that moment. I yeah. truly was, like, holding it back because I felt for him. Like, this is the first person that really, really was being compassionate in a really human way yeah. towards Danny's whole situation. And even that scene was tough, too, because at the same moment that Lenny was telling Danny... Mm-hmm well, there's something you need to hear. He was kind of, like, getting ready to explain it. They flashed to Sally overhearing this happening. So it's like, oh, man, you just automatically know that another storyline is coming out of this. You know, once Lenny tells Mm -hmm. Danny about what's happening... then the jig is up, and Sally's going to have to... Well, yeah, like, I I don't... I kind of felt bad for John because he feels so much guilt, but he was 14, right. and he had to balance his, the, you know, the love for his brother to the love for his dad, but the mom, you knew better. Mm-hmm. See, and this is what, what was I saying? What was I, what did I say? Whatever. I was like, Sally, be doing some shady stuff, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. here was the thing. I thought it was really interesting that at the funeral, instead of going up to say something to Potts, she clearly beelined it to start talking to um, 
Eric, Eric and, and, Ch- and Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's going to talk to the, the slums of the neighborhood instead of talking to mm-hmm. her husband's former friends. friends. I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. is some shady stuff right there. Just yeah. because... Alright, uh, Jeremy, you can tease one thing for us. Oh! Do, do <laughs> we I, like, see, plug my ears? Do we see Lenny Potts again? Do we see Lenny Potts again? Yeah. You want me to ruin it for you? No, yeah. no, 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 okay. no, 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 well, you can you'll, you can call back when we've yeah, watched everything. Yes, and we'll, we'll you'll really... have to call back later in the season with us if you would, and then we can talk about even more. That would be excellent, right? Yes. That way you don't feel Absolutely. you don't have to feel so bad. Yeah. Like, like I'm an actor in the show, but literally I watched it and You're a you fan know too. my character side, I was into it 110. <laughs> percent It's a great when show. I tell people about the show. It's such a great, great character-driven show. It's mm-hmm. so amazing. Are you watching Damages now? Are you binging Damages because of Bloodline? No, but I need to. Yeah, oh, you no. do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Allison's are, are super Damages fan. Yeah, I have to say. I'm a big I'm a big Damages fan. I mean, that's why I kind of was so uh, stoked to be part of this after show because... Well, Damages is no longer they make on the some, air. They make some good shows, though. They do. They make some excellent shows. Um, okay. I'm a Sons of Anarchy fan, I oh. guess. So. Mm. That's, that's a good nice. one, too. That's that a good, good one, too. That's a great good one, one. too. Um, okay, so, uh, lots with Lenny Potts. I think more to come with him. He gives uh, he gives Danny this tape. Uh, it's an audio cassette tape. And simultaneously, as Danny is playing this cassette tape, we see John in the records department. John is in the records department at the police station. He's doing research for his case about Juanita Doe because mm-hmm. Lenny Potts pointed him in that direction. Hey, you should check on this case that I had way back when. Maybe it'll help you. And then, of course, he sees a box with his brother's name on it. He takes the box out. He starts... Oh, Sorry, which can I just say? When yes. he spotted the box on his family, did anybody take a look at the list of, but of I didn't charges think, okay. that were on Wait a minute, that though. box? So here's the thing, because I did that too. I was like, oh my God, did Danny commit all those crimes? But it wasn't that. It no. was like, literally, it was how they um, just categorized the stuff in the box. So it was like mm-hmm. October murders. It was like, or, it was what? other files. It was other files. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking that was on the family. But not the like, yeah. That was a big year for them. Yeah. <laughs> they had a whole <laughs> lot of stuff. It was just like the car accident for right. Danny. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I literally had to press pause on that. Me I too. Like, I wrote it down. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know, it's just stuff. other files that happen in the same in thing. the same year. Yeah. So simultaneously, as Danny is beginning to play this cassette tape, then it pings back to John, and he's looking at the transcript, the audio transcript of everything. So that's how we are connecting. I think that what Danny is hearing is what John's reading. It's the recap of basically John lying mm-hmm. to Lenny Potts that his brother was hit by a car. Right, and that Robert was not there, was not in the he car. He was 14. Yep, and he specifically says, no, no, he was in the hospital with Sarah. And we know that that just, nope, mm-mm, nope. And That's then he sees the cassette tapes are gone. He sees the missing cassette tapes, so he knows. Bum, bum, bum. Bye. Bum, bum, bum. Jeremy, what the heck is on the other two tapes? <laughs> there, were, there were three empty like I said, cases. Like I, said, I can't tell you anything. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It's so true. It's so, no. I, well, and that's the You guys thing. did give me a call after, like, episode 10. seven or eight. Oh, okay. there we go. Okay. Oh, really? Episode seven or eight? eight? 
I feel like, okay, all right. That's only because I don't think my character comes back till then, but other than that. <laughs> well, no, I know we are going to reconnect still, with still you, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are going to reconnect for sure. A hundred percent we will. Um, okay, so the last sort of big storyline thing that we're getting is between Kevin and Belle. So he's infuriated that his, I mean, I guess they're still married, so we can call... We can call her his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She shows up at the funeral. He's infuriated. He doesn't want her there. He's passionately like, get the F out of here. Um, he gets super, super, super. Then he gets drunk. Oh, yeah. Super hammered. Super, super hammered. hammered. He's even like chatting up Chloe Sevigny. So you know that that's like, okay, you're really <laughs> He's wasted. He's like, didn't we dance once? Didn't you have pink hair? I'm like, oh, my God. You're making a fool of yourself. Oh, my God. And then he's like, do you have some coke? And then the guy's like, wait, no, really? Do you want to? He's like, no, man. I know. What are you talking about? His emotions switch at the drop of his... I know. Like a roller coaster. He's a phenomenal actor. He really But is. that must be so fun to play opposite him, Jeremy. Because he does... He, like, Kevin has such a range. He has such a range. He is a... Uh, yeah. How was that for you? Yeah. I have to admit, when I first met Norbert, I had no idea who he was. I have to admit. Like, I wasn't into the, you know, uh, you know, the theater, uh, not theater, but like the musical theater from Broadway type mm-hmm. thing. And when I came home and I told a friend of mine that I just worked with Norbert Leo Butts, they, they went crazy. Oh, and I'm like, cool. Um, I'm like, okay, maybe I should look this guy up. <laughs> and uh, he, he is such a phenomenal actor. I mean, yeah. stage and screen and, you know, he's won Tony Awards and he, he did Wicked and all that stuff. And so the second time I went down, I was a little more nervous than my things <laughs> with him. But, no, he, he was still like this laid back guy. And, you know, and every time we worked our scenes, you know, we'd have a rehearsal or two and, um, we'd find something new about, you know, ourselves just because we didn't know the characters, you know, Nick and Kevin. And by the end, we, we pretty much knew we hated each other, right? <laughs> for sure. Um, because you're going to see in a, a future episode that, you know, it, it gets pretty heated, but. I can't wait. Uh, like I said, like I said before, he himself was such a great guy and such a gentleman and welcomed me to the set and it made it really easy to work and, you know, it made it easy to play a jerk. That's, <laughs> That's good. And then, so we know that episode seven was directed by Tate Donovan. What was it like working with him? Um, ironically, that's funny. That was my first day on set. Is oh. I, I showed up to set and it was like, Chloe was there, uh-huh. and then Norbert was there, and Tate Donovan. I was actually more starstruck <laughs> when I saw Tate Donovan, and uh, he was great. And they they had me read this scene. There was a previous scene in the show, which actually is the one you saw in episode four. So I read that one, and they're like, well, take this, you know, knowing what happened in the past, take this in the future scene. So this is what we're about to read. And I literally showed up and said, and I forgot my first line. I literally forgot my first word. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Kate came over, and he was very nice, and he just said, Calm down, relax. And, <laughs> you know, shot it, and everything was great. And I, I had no clue that I'd be I'd be brought back for another episode because, you know, they didn't tell me you're shooting. You know, so many episodes. They said this is what you're shooting. So at the end, I came up to Peyton Donovan and I said, "Hey, man, I love you in Space Camp." <laughs> <laughs> I would be satisfied. Yeah, I love that. That's that introduction. That. That's all, and, um, <laughs> Thankfully, uh, I got brought down for another episode or two or three or four. That's but, awesome. 
Um, Tate Donovan never actually came back. He shot, I think, yeah, so two just, episodes. Maybe, no, maybe he only three, shot that one episode. It says on, at least on IMDb, he's only on for... Was uh, it just the one episode? Yeah. Because I think it was one, maybe two. But, well, you know, he's only he, credited he was, then for one. He was really one. great. And uh, I'm a huge fan of 24, so when I saw yeah. him, I, yeah, I got a little starstruck. But. No, that's okay. That's so cool. Yeah. That's human of you. Yes. It's <laughs> totally human. He totally was, He was very cool and calming, and um, you know, we, had, we had a great shoot, so... Good. Very nice. Um, okay, so then back to drunken Kevin at the bar, right? What I did not expect, this is what I was like, this revealed a lot for me with the relationship between him and his wife. He shows up totally wasted at their, I, I presume it's the house he used to live in, because now mm-hmm. he's not living there. And he's honking, and he's, I literally thought she was going to call the cops. I thought she was going to pick up the phone and call John. Um, and be like, get your brother out of here. Right. No, no. She embraces. Yep. She embraces Welcomes him. him. I mean, he is saying, sorry, 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 sorry. But then again, she obviously knows that he's super wasted. Yeah. What, did you guys see that coming? I did not necessarily see that coming. But I don't know what it necessarily means either. I don't think it means all their problems are solved by yeah. any means. Uh, I think it's just, you know, Robert Rayburn was a father to her, too. It's a really emotional time. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it was maybe a moment of weakness on her part. She still obviously loves him. They just have a lot of issues. So is it the start of them reconciling and working towards getting back together? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they like, obviously really care for each other mm-hmm. because they were married. They've gone through all these things. So like even if you're fighting with your, you know, like your best friend get you and your best friend get in a fight and then you find out their father dies, like right. they're gonna act a fool and you're like. All right, fine. Yeah. You know, know. more so, though, what I thought was interesting was when they were at the service and they were kind of all mingling after, and then it was the scene where Kevin was in the kitchen with Belle. Yep. And they were kind of, you know, exchanging back and forth. She was getting upset at him for throwing a fit inside. And then she she threw that uh, comment at him, like, oh, well, you're not your father (gasps) either. And he just freaked out. And then she almost kind of did, too. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Like, she didn't mean to compare him to his father. But I didn't understand what the why the reaction was so so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Because he must, that must be something that triggers him on some level. So he, I guess, I mean, now we're seeing that comparing, he knows his father has an anger issue, right? So that is a trigger with him, perhaps. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. as much as he definitely idolizes his father on some level, he also must not. I agree. I don't know. I mean, that's like a layer that yeah, I think yeah. he's going to review and it. And I so. think part of that probably had to do with that kind of uh, driveway reconciliation, whatever that was, was because it was so strange, that whole exchange of words, how mm-hmm. he got super upset. She reacted in a way that seemed upset and had to leave. And then somehow they came together afterwards like they were so you know, upset for, for having exchanged those words, which didn't seem that serious, at least to us yet. You know, That's what I to was us just now. about to say. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yet is always the word with the show. <laughs> right. It's yet. Like, and yet. Um, okay, was there any other... You guys have no oh. idea. No. <laughs> no idea. Jeremy's so like laughing at us. He is like, it is just all laughter. <laughs> yeah, along yeah. with the rest of the internet that has no, already I watched take, I take all of the I every one show. of your comments and all your ideas and everything, and you know what? It's exactly, exactly where I was. So, you know, this is going to be even more funny for you because we're going to break out into some predictions about what's going to happen next week, and you're going to find no, us totally ridiculous, I bet. No, I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to watch and see. Oh, um, but I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to do some quick a quick prediction because um, I think I say the same thing every time. But I'm very intrigued <laughs> to see what happens with Meg and Alex oh. because we, we saw that phone call exchange. Yes. Seems like he was in Key West. 
like trying to track her down. She says, don't talk to me anymore. I think she's trying to like make it work with her boyfriend. So I'm really intrigued to see that storyline. Yeah. Well, and then when she's on the phone, it's so shady. She's like, stop, stop calling me. She's like, like, in the bushes. Just be like, Hey, sorry. I know. I I thought that was weird too. I know. Yeah. I thought that was weird. She was making a scene out of it. Mm -hmm. Or don't answer. Yeah. Or, or, or don't, don't answer. answer. I would have not answered. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, boo. So that's Sorry, boo. That's answer interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like we're going to find out quickly that the whole Danny when they were younger cover up was orchestrated by Mama. <gasps> good. Oh, good. Call. Oh, snap. Mary like that's coming down. That is that's a good one. Yeah. <gasps> I, I didn't see that coming, but I like it. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I'm basically just dying to know what's on the end of that tape. Oh. So I am expecting, I am expecting to find out on the next episode. <laughs> if they make me wait like an episode or two to You're find out, crack. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get happy. it. Yeah, because I'm ready to know what's on the end of that tape. I think it's going to tell us a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Um, okay, so I also concur with you, Kate. I think there's going to be more to be explored between Alec and Meg. Because she was doing the whole, like really being evilly hard to get. So to me, that was a sign. I don't know. That was a strange... And it was such a change of character from the last episode. Was. She was about him, about him, about him. Yes. And then out of nowhere, she changed her tune. It's a little hairy. Um, and then also, I think we're going to see a little bit of a confrontation between Danny and John. I do. Just because now Danny is aware that his brother massaged some kind of a cover-up about mm-hmm. what really happened to him. So I think that we're going to see... Some of that, some of that. Yeah, I agree. I All right, so so Jeremy, like one out, like out of four, can you tell us like if we got two out of four, three out of four? <laughs> I'm just gonna say that some of you guys are so very right, and some of you guys are so very wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> well, that's the way. Okay, you guys, okay. you guys are basically split down the middle. Okay. Like, <laughs> you guys are doing okay though. I mean. It's hilarious. (laughs) All right, Um, good. Okay, so we know that everyone can find you on Twitter at Jeremy Palco, right? And then they also can see you. um, They're going to be in an original play called Emotionalism for the Orlando Fringe Festival. So that's coming up, right? I have a very special spot in my heart for Orlando Fringe Festival because I also did. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah! Mary Lou did it too. Mary Lou. Besties. We're besties. They are besties. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get that memo, but I love it. Um, And then is there any other movies coming up that we're going to see you in soon? Uh, you know what? I don't want to toot my horn. I'm All right, don't tell for, us yet. Okay, don't tell us yet. Um, two movies right now okay. up in Atlanta, and one of them stars Tom Cruise. Oh, so don't, don't, okay. Don't jinx me by that, but you no. know you can always go to uh, JeremyCalco.com. I, I pretty much update that whenever I, I can. Cool. Um. And then we're gonna yeah, be talking to you in like I don't know, couple episodes, uh, like a month or yes, something. we're so. gonna be reconnecting. Thank you whenever so much. Whenever you guys. Catch up. Yes. I will talk you you through it. Perfect. Um, But yeah, I would love to be on your guys' show again. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate having you. So we'll all be chatting via Facebook and Twitter now. That's right. All the social media. Facebook, I'm always on it. Twitter, I'm learning. I promise you I'm learning. All right. Well, cheers to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Jeremy. Enjoy your evening, ladies. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Uh, you can find uh, me at the Allison Dean uh, on Twitter and Instagram. 
you can also find me. I'm doing the after show for the messengers on Sundays. Blake. Yes, and I am uh, Blake V, of course, at Blake V Media on Twitter and Facebook, and also doing the after show for iZombie. Oh, and I am Mary Lou Mandel. You can find me on all social media at Mary Lou Mandel. And Kate and I, next week, will be doing the finale of uh, Forever. It's going to be a big Talking episode. Talking to Alana, so uh, the yeah. main Ooh. character. So we're really excited. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KateAquilano. Um, yeah, forever. Yay! See you next Thanks, week. Guys. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.